My name is Lyndon Jones. This is a WWCU program on the health services offered at Western Carolina University. With me, I have Pam Buchanan. And if you could please introduce yourself. Sure. Um, my name is Pam Buchanan, the director of health services here at Western Carolina University. And what's your favorite part about your job? Oh, working with students. <laughs> um, and just the, the energy that, that is on campus um, when students are here and being able to, the, the part we play, the, being able to help a student be successful. Yes, because it's not just about academics. you got to be healthy, too. Got to be healthy, too. Um, and you, you need to feel well to be able to perform at your best. And we, um, we, we talk internally all the time. We have, uh, we have our mission statement, and it really is our duty to, to um, uh, monitor and, and um, inform the health status of our community. But the bottom line for us is how do we keep people healthy and keep them going to class mm-hmm. or to work or about their activities of daily living? And that is really what healthcare is about. Yes, and who do the health services at the Bird Building serve? Is it just students and staff, or is it also open to the community? It is not open to the community. Our um, we're funded through the student health fee, and our services are, are provided to students for our student population. Um, at Western Carolina, we're a little unique in that we also um, see our faculty and staff, and that has been a process that's been in place for years. But our faculty staff also pay a health fee and that and let them use um, health services as well. And how would you say COVID-19 has changed your services, if at all? It, it, it definitely has. COVID-19 has had an impact in all areas of our lives. And in healthcare, I would say the primary impact is um, the delivery of healthcare to our patients. And so many, not just us, but so many healthcare providers have moved to a telehealth platform. Telehealth has been around for years now, but there's been, um, and I would tell you that the probably the greatest obstacle in the implementation of telehealth has really been reimbursement and how to bill patients and get reimbursed and licensure issues um, in terms of where your medical provider is licensed and where your patient is at. With COVID-19, the federal government relaxed many of those rules, which opened up the, um, the arena of telehealth to a, a much broader audience. It has allowed us, even if our student went home to an out-of-state location, it allowed us to still be engaged. It allowed us to still have um, license to practice to take care of that student's needs. So the, 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 the increase of telehealth has um, had a tremendous impact on the healthcare delivery model here at Health Services. Absolutely. And so I would assume these services extend beyond, you know, COVID-19. If someone needs to be seen for something regular, um, other services unrelated to COVID, is that still available? Absolutely. Throughout this entire time, and as we move into the fall semester, um, we, we remain committed to uh, taking care of the health needs of our patients. What we've been asking and what we will continue to ask in the fall semester is that all patients call, call on the phone before you come to see us. And that's a little different for returning students. You know that we have always been able to accommodate walk-in needs. That will be the biggest difference on a um, daily basis 
as a, as you're here in person on campus. We're going to ask that you call us ahead of time. Mm-hmm. We will um, screen you and, you know, uh, understand your reason for an appointment. We will still take you for whatever health care need you have. So if that is a routine physical, if that is back pain, if it's anything that's not related to coronavirus or COVID symptoms, we're still going to meet your needs. Um, but we have um, made some changes in our patient intake process. So you'll have called us on the phone. We will have given you instructions based on those symptoms. If you have any symptoms or any questions that are related to coronavirus or um, respiratory-related concerns, we're going to send you to our RN to do phone triage with you to best figure out how to meet your needs. Because our, our goal, our, our really our overarching goal for fall is to meet your health care needs, but also to keep you um, out of the situation where you're potentially exposed to a contagious illness. Right. So to that end, we will ask that um, when, you're, when you're getting scheduled, we're going to be giving you directions. We also have maps posted on our website at healthservices.wcu.edu that help you understand how to get here. But our main entrance at the front will be closed. If you're coming in for non-COVID-related issues, you're going to be directed to our green zone, which is those non-issues. You'll you'll come to us via the Stillwell Breeze Crosswalk mm-hmm. rather than the McKee Bird Crosswalk. If your COVID-related um, symptoms or your respiratory-related symptoms, you may be directed to the red zone which is um, the area that we're going to be doing COVID testing in. Um, and there will be tents in our parking lot that delineate and really identify to you visibly where to go to. Uh, you may be directed to Madison Residence Hall. Um, Madison has been set aside for the fall semester as a quarantine facility for um, students that may be suspected of COVID or need to isolate because they've been tested positive for COVID. Uh, We will be doing testing at the Madison facility. So it could be if you call and um, based on your conversation with the nurse and then perhaps your conversation with the medical provider, you're going to need to come for testing. We may direct you to go to Madison for that um, or to the bird red zone. Either place, we're also going to give you directions um, if you need to quarantine on what to pack. Because once you get tested, you're gonna you're you're gonna not want to go back to your residence hall. Right. You're gonna need to pack some things to take with you. We will strongly encourage if you can go home if you get tested for coronavirus, and you can go home to to self isolate. You're gonna be more comfortable there. That's that's gonna feel better for you. But if you're an on campus student and you can't get home, we have set aside Madison Hall as that facility. Um, and we'll just want you to bring your belongings with you to quarantine at Madison during this period of time. But I think that's the big, that's the impact that you're going to see. You're going to see that we have been very deliberate and careful in trying to keep patients separated to prevent the spread of contagious illness and also be able to deliver to you the health care that you need and that you've um, always gotten with us in the past. Yes, and I think the biggest takeaway from this is that you're still providing these services. You're still doing everything COVID and beyond. The biggest thing is we just need to call first and make sure that you know we're not doing walk-ins. We're planning ahead and staying separated. Absolutely.
How would you say that we as a community can prevent a COVID-19 outbreak? I know um, that you have gotten information about our Catamount Care campaign. Uh, I, I, I do think all, all of our literature, in fact, I was doing research this week for a different presentation and tracing back to the origins of coronavirus back in uh, late December, early January. Uh, the World Health Organization issued a statement on January 30th that said, the way to prevent and curb this outbreak of illness is through early detection, through face coverings, through hand hygiene, and self-quarantine. So those are the things, those are the strategies that are built into our Catamount Care campaign. We're going to ask that you, not only while you're here on campus, but as you're going about your social life, be aware and be mindful of the ways to prevent yourself from getting sick and to spread to prevent spreading the illness to others. Wear your facial covering, right. social distance, um, six feet or more, and um, wash your hands. And, and if, if nothing else, take away from this the need to wash your hands. Is that, uh, whether it's COVID or any other virus, the number one way to stay healthy it may be flu season. The number one way to stay healthy is to practice good hand hygiene and wash your hands as frequently as possible. How do you think this epidemic is changing the future of healthcare? I think um, we will see a, a long-term impact. Again, uh, particularly around telehealth, I um, I think that has been very successful not only not only here with our college population, but across the whole healthcare spectrum. I think we will not see telehealth go away, um, and that, that has been very advantageous. So I think that that will be incorporated into the healthcare delivery model for the future. Um, I also think uh, the awareness that we have as a society on the benefits of hand washing, the um, you know the from a healthcare perspective, the um, the need to make sure that we're observing standard precautions in healthcare and that we're wearing appropriate personal protective equipment, that we give patients masks when they arrive, and that we're, we're very cognizant of the steps that we can take to prevent illness um, will stay with us. This has, been a bit, this has been a reminder of practices that have always been in place, but a, 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 a huge reminder of how important it is to follow those practices. Yes, and you made a great point that hand washing is for anything at all, like COVID, of course, but this is also for the flu, for the common cold, like good hand hygiene just keeps you healthy. It just keeps you healthy all the time. Well, thank you so much for everything we've talked about. Before I let you go, is there anything we haven't mentioned that you would like to talk about? Um, there is, uh, as students are returning to campus, you, you will be receiving a Catamount's care bag that will contain facial coverings, um, hand sanitizer, sanitation wipes, disinfectant wipes, and a digital thermometer. Please consider, monitor your own symptoms, monitor yourself. Um, it's a good idea to leave that thermometer with your um, toothbrush. And before you brush your teeth every morning, take your temperature. Keep a little log. If your temperature is more than 100 degrees, Contact your healthcare provider. 
um, if you have any of the symptoms of coronavirus. And you will see in that packet, there's a couple of inserts. One is more information about Catamount's care. And the other is what to do if you get sick. Um, and it lists on there the symptoms that you should be watching for. And I encourage you, if you're, if you're not feeling well, to, um, to avoid going to class. And, not, and I'm not trying to say skip class. But if you have any symptoms of COVID, please contact us. Contact your health care provider. Um, and let us help you make good decisions. Again, to keep yourself healthy and to prevent spreading um, illness to anyone else on campus. It, it, it will take all of us working together to um, keep ourselves healthy and have a successful fall semester. Well, thank you very much for doing this over the phone. Of course, we are being socially distant and having a phone interview. This was a program on health services at Western Carolina University. The Bird Building is going to look a lot different this year, especially for students and staff who are used to these regular services. We have different entrances. We'll have a green zone for those unrelated to COVID-19 and a red zone if you're showing symptoms or you're there for something respiratory related. Keep in mind to always call ahead, to always wear a face shield wait six feet apart, and practice good hand hygiene. We can keep each other safe. I want to thank Miss Buchanan again for talking to me and, of course, everyone at Bird for keeping us safe on campus. As you're moving in and coming back to Cullowee, stay safe and stay smart. It's Lyndon on WWCU. We are Western Carolina University.